0: Welcome to the Dear Single Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence. Come on in. Let's have some good old mom chat where we will laugh, cry, and maybe even sing together. In this podcast, we will be discussing dating God's way, sex, yes, even sex, and how to abstain while single, entrepreneurship, co-parenting and many other topics so let's jump right in welcome back to another episode of dear single mom i believe this is episode seven or eight wow praise god god is so faithful Um, today I have a special guest as I always always do with me today I have Tanisha B. Lester with me Mm -hmm. yes 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 with me on today today we're going to be diving into her journey today we're going to be talking about the importance of counseling um the importance of maintaining a healthy mental health so I'm super 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 duper excited for this episode because as single mothers it's not an easy journey and times we hear about a lot of women um single mothers killing their kids unfortunately um, and of course, I, this is again, not something that I absolutely do not agree with, but the mental health is important with, with being a single, with being a parent in general, but especially being a single parent. So I'm just going to quickly introduce um, Tanisha. So Tanisha B. Lester is a certified life and business coach. She is a certified Christian coach, a TBL coaching Tenacious, Bold, Living, Coaching for Life and Business Transformation. Tanisha walks beside women who have experienced trauma and life's challenges by helping them achieve wholeness, unashamedly to transform their lives. Raised in New Jersey, she currently resides in Georgia. She is a proud mother of one son, another preceded her in death, and a grandson. Sorry to hear that. As a result of experiencing years of childhood sexual abuse, not being secure in her identity or purpose, as well as other aspects that accompany the aforementioned, Tanisha made up her mind to change the trajectory of her life. Tanisha is an advocate for counseling and other healing ministries as it has helped her during her struggles. Tanisha's book, Arrested Development, a journey to discovering identity and purpose was penned and birthed during her healing process. Tanisha's heart behind her book is to provide a resource that gives insight and hope to those who are and have experienced childhood trauma and are lack of identity and purpose. Tanisha realized that her struggles were not for her during her healing process, but for the uplifting of others. With a heart to lead and serve, Tanisha finds joy in helping and with helping, oh, and encouraging others to steer clear of the mistakes that she has made in her life. Tanisha is passionate and committed to seeing others win. Her compassionate, caring ways and her listening ear positions Tanisha as one who is sought out by many to assist them by providing wisdom and guidance, including me. Um, <laughs> Tanisha is proof of what freedom looks like and that you too can overcome adversity. Her motto is healing is a whole journey, not a destination, one that she is committed to going on with others. Wow. Wow. Welcome, 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 Tanisha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. This one um, really, really touched home um, with me um, personally because um, I remember, what was it, last year you posted about a program that you went through called Living Waters and how you graduated from that program. And I was like, well, what is this? You know, and you were telling your testimony of how it was just a process of you healing. And I'm like, I need that program. And by the grace of God, I was able to go through the program and finish it myself. And it was so, so needful. So I bless God for you and for just sharing your testimony. Please, please, please. Let's just let's just dive in. Is there anything you want to say? This one's really I'm just going to let you talk because this (laughs) one is so close to home and so personal with me, and I'm like, man, like, we really need to understand the importance of being a single mother, the importance of mental health, right? Yeah, so first,
1: thank you for um allowing me to come on um, and sharing you. your platform with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say hey, hey, hey <laughs> to all your viewers <laughs> and your listeners. Um, so for me, um, yes, I did go through healing waters, it is a faith based. Um, Mm -hmm. healing ministry. And for me, what I realized was that the trauma that I had endured as a child spilled into every area of my life. So it will go to, you know, when you realize it, and you can actually sit down with a clear head and look at it. It affects your relationships. It affects your finances. Mm -hmm. It affects your mindset. It affects, you know, how you operate as a parent. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, let me say this. I wish I had known about this type of program when I was asking questions, when all of my trauma came back to me, Um, because what we do is we stuff things for our own protection mentally. Mm -hmm. So when all of mine came back and I was asking questions of pastors and leaders, had I had that type of information, I would have been able to process and parent better. Wow. But I know that I parented from a broken place and that's what most of us do because we don't Mm -hmm. know any better. Right. The other thing is, that we were parented from a broken place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they didn't know better. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But when you know better, you do better. Right. So for me realizing, and it was hurtful, like, Oh my gosh, I parented my child from a broken place when I thought I was doing good, but there was always, you know, a better that you could do. Had I been whole, had I had the type of counseling now that I had I had counseling back then but it wasn't on this level yeah and it wasn't something that dug to the root of anything so yeah it's real important um as a single mother because being a parent is hard anyway Mm -hmm. add on to that being a single mother is equally difficult because you're dealing with two aspects you're dealing with number one your relationship with that father or lack thereof. And then you're dealing with the the hurt and pain of that broken relationship as to how it's gonna to affect your children or your child. Mm -hmm. So you know you you're kind of balancing the two and it's difficult.
0: Yeah. We will always
1: get it right and there will always be times where you look at situations be like, Dad, I really could have handled that differently but you did the best you could with what you knew at the time. And for me, that was the the peace and the mindset I had to adopt in order to process well and realize, you know, okay, I, I made mistakes, but you do what you can with the information that you have. If you don't have the information, you can't and you're not expected to do any better. And that's even in a biblical sense god requires us to have knowledge but he holds us accountable for the knowledge that we have not what we don't have Mm -hmm, mm yeah yeah so wow
0: um,
1: yeah that that was that was a big piece and i really literally had to because i now since i moved to georgia i'm not in the same state as my son he's grown um but i literally had to go back because I felt it was important to apologize to him for not knowing any better to apologize for placing my fears on him because I kept him sheltered because you know I my abuse came from family members so I was real careful about who I had my son around and I tried to shelter him so that he didn't experience that. The other thing I find that we do as single mothers is, well, let me tell my story.
0: Yes. I,
1: (laughs) I overcompensated for where his father wasn't or what his father didn't or wouldn't do. Mm. So, and that was out of guilt. It was Mm. out of anger, um, anger because when I found out we were pregnant, I, we had a conversation about what we were going to do but that's not how it turned out and you know that's a lot of our stories we think it's going to be one way and you know you try to plan for it that way but you know it just doesn't happen so it was anger associated with it on that level so I did a lot of overcompensating um, and that's probably you know in some ways to his detriment (laughs) He's a mm-hmm. good kid. He's never really gotten any any trouble. I never had to go to the police station or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um but he kind of sort of on some levels had a sense of entitlement because mm-hmm. I gave him stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Now there were times where, you know, he didn't get um if whatever his his um I can't even think of the word whatever his um, transgression for lack of a better way to put it was at that time. So like, if it was, you know, him not doing his schoolwork properly, then yeah, things were taken from him or, you know, he, he had the appropriate punishments. Um, But yeah, I did a lot of overcompensating, but on the flip side of the overcompensation, we have the best relationship. Like where, where I won't say we're friends because Mm -hmm. there's, there's a cutoff point. I think this, this generation of parents, wants more to be their kids friends yeah than the parent
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: and that's where a lot of the trouble comes in that I see that's just my perspective
0: no 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 um, no no. no. I, I see it too okay
1: so I I I teetered of a fine balance of mm. being parent but we had fun so you know we we went to amusement parks you know we would dress alike he would take my sneakers like we had fun and even to this day we still have that banter you know where he'd be like you know hey girl what you doing like that that type of stuff so you know that's just the relationship we have but that's because it was just us so you Mm -hmm. can have that balance of having fun and being the fun parent and all of those things, but still having a level of standards and strictness that, um, that carries over into their lives. And you may not, and I'll say this, you may not see the fruits of your labor now, Mm -hmm. but when that child grows up and you see your words coming out of their mouth and you see um, their reactions to things or they call you and say, "Hey mom, you know, and I'll be like, "Yeah, those was my words, you know, but you 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 hated me for that, right there, bro?" Like, yeah. You look mad, mad. <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 cool, but parenting never stops. You know, he's he'll still call me for things because, you know, that's 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 my boy. That's my baby. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow. I think that's so important. You said you mentioned something about balance. I think that if we as single parents or just parents in general, if you hammer down too much, then you build this negative fear that your child will have in you and won't be able to confidently to confide in you and yeah. go to the world to seek their answers. So balance is very important. Um, So just Share with us some of your obstacles that you've had to overcome. I know you kind of briefly touched on it, but some obstacles you had to overcome being a single mom. Um, Again, I said I didn't trust people. So like
1: most of my working, well, not most, all of my working life, I worked at night. So mm. being comfortable with leaving him somewhere,
0: that mm. was like, nah,
1: <laughs> I, I didn't do that he was either with my grandmother um, when I worked at one job and then when I transitioned because I I worked for the post office for 23, 24 years. um, Mm. He was was with my mom and then um, for two years, and I think this was probably the most difficult two years being a parent. For two years, um, my son stayed with my aunt on my father's side. So, Mm -hmm. literally, it would be my mom, my grandmother, or one of my two aunts. One on my mom's side and one on my my dad's side. Those were the only people I trusted with my son. Mm -hmm. Um, Two years, he stayed with my dad's dad's sister. Um, And that was difficult because I had to make the decision. I had just moved into this apartment. I didn't know anyone in the area. And I didn't have anyone to watch him because, you know, no one was close. I would have had to go backwards to go drop him off and then, you know, double track to go to my job. So my aunt said, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll just keep him. He can go to school here. Um, and that was a blessing. But mm-hmm. it was difficult because, like, I didn't want to instill and I didn't have words for it at the time. Abandonment in my son. So um, yeah, he was surrounded by my younger cousins and that way he wasn't alone, but it was difficult and, you know, knowing that like, that was the only choice I had. So I had to sit down and have that conversation with him and he was good with it um, because he wasn't alone. He wasn't one of those kids, you know, sometimes you have lawyer like me, I'm the only child. So I was mm-hmm. fine being by myself. It didn't matter. Not one Yeah. Thing. <laughs> my son wasn't that kid he wanted to be around others mm-hmm. so we're different in that sense but that was the most difficult as a parent um financially
0: mm-hmm.
1: it began to to turn out another way um when his dad decided he was gonna have him emancipated before he was 18 years old mm-hmm. that snatched a good bit out of our household mm-hmm. um because that provided things for him. It wasn't about what it was providing for me. Right. I had gotten him a car because he was about to graduate, you know, different things. So financially, that was, it was hard. Um, relationally, I didn't, and he can attest to this. I didn't have a whole bunch of people running in and out. So it didn't really affect um, romantic relationships because if I dealt with you, like he can he can count on one hand how many people he knows about. Right. Anyone else, if if you know, I, I kept it on the outside of the house because my mm-hmm. my process was, my son don't need to see these people. Have these people mm-hmm. probably ain't worth my son meeting anyway,
0: and that's yeah. just not something <laughs> that I
1: did. You know, uncle this, uncle that. Nah, we have a culture that people do that, and mm-hmm. for me, that wasn't for me. I can't knock anybody else's relationships or how they function that wasn't for me. I didn't mm-hmm. want my child seeing me in that light, not that I did that, um, but you know that that's just not that's just not how I function because you can even as mothers, we can't teach our sons how to be men. Mhm. but we teach them how to treat women. Right. Yeah. So, I didn't want him treating women like, you know, an open door or right. you know, disposable. So, yeah i tried to to instill in him um those different things um I think the other portion that's probably the most difficult of parenting um was puberty oh lord mm. <laughs> i think he, he he probably um he probably showed out the most in puberty um mm. because he he always my son always thought he was smarter than me. So for me as a parent, I chose my battles. I would know the things that he did. Now I have language for it as far as Holy Spirit telling me things. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I didn't have a language for it. I just knew I knew stuff.
0: So I could look at
1: him and I could tell you he was lying. I could look at him and I knew what he had done. Um, Because, you know, when he did get older and of age to stay at home while I was at work at night, he would do stuff. So I would tell him not to go out the house. He would go out the house. Or he would have people in the house. Yeah, but he could never figure out how I knew. Oh. <laughs> and my son just wasn't smart like that because he never covered his tracks. He was never oh. a kid to cover his tracks. So I could go out the house and there's no dirt in the foyer. I come home, there's dirt in the foyer.
0: Oh I yeah, he went out.
1: No, I did not. Yeah, he did. You know, so he could never figure it out. Like one he had um he had gone out and gotten a cheesesteak while I knew I didn't cook cheesesteaks and I didn't oh order. yeah i just happened to look in the trash and there was cheesesteak paper and you know the bag with the <laughs> the name of the the restaurant he had gotten it from I said you was out no it wasn't no yeah. it wasn't <laughs> he, he just he had just never figured it out um so puberty was kind of you know precarious cuz he you know he thought he was smarter than me but you i would say If I could give any advice to a Mm -hmm. parent, I would say make sure that you stay up on the technology, Mm -hmm. up on the language, and all things um, teenagers and kids, Mm -hmm. because they're going to try to outsmart you. But you need to be up on it and pick your battles because they may do one thing, but it's not as egregious as the next thing. So for me, I would know. And maybe this time I didn't say anything. Um, But then inevitably, he was going to do something else. So I would compound it and be like, oh, well, you see, you thought you got away with it here. So now you did it again. (laughs) But I I knew about that. And, Uh you know, he'd have this dumb look on his face. So make sure um, that you're up on things because they will try to outsmart you. And if you don't know, And if you're not wise about the languages that they use, um, the Mm -hmm. technologies that they use, they're going to get over on you. And it may be to their detriment. Um, So that's a a measure of protection for them and for you. Because, you know, whatever happens to them happens to us. So,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. Like, just to share, like, a funny experience for me with my daughter she's six okay and i know at six years old i was not texting my daughter can text Uh she knows how to send people pictures she knows how to take their pictures and i was looking so right now she's with her dad for the weekend Uh and i was looking for my ipad And I'm like, where's my iPad? And, um, you know, on iPhones and any Apple products, they have to find (laughs) it. And so I cut it on and I hear it beeping and it's behind her kitchen set in her (laughs) room. So I'm like, this little girl hid my tablet. And so I'm like, because I know it just didn't get behind there. She hit my tablet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, she even figured out my password to my, um, the Apple um, ID. Mm -hmm. And she connected the two. She said, well, it's the same password as your laptop. So I just put it in. And I'm like, oh, my (laughs) gosh. Like, you're sick how did you figure this out? Like, I didn't, I would not think to put the two and two together, but you put two and two together Mm -hmm. and and attempted, and there it was. So that's just so funny. But yeah, I think that that that's so good. So yeah just that this is like really good i'm really enjoying myself and listening to this so through all of the adversity that you faced um within your life what eventually brought you to christ what 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 was that final straw that was like you know what enough is enough i need something more
1: so the first time i gave my life to christ i was nine years old oh wow Uh um i was going to a christian school and back then you know they use fire and brimstone to scare mm. the devil out of you literally mm-hmm. to 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 say that you wanted to be saved so that was my first time um my second major time was um in my early 20s mm-hmm. and i kind of you know i kind of sort of did the right thing and then it was like this this life is just too difficult mm. it's, it's too many rules it's too many regulations I feel like a Mm -hmm. prisoner, like, I I just can't do it.
0: Oh, wow. Mm -hmm.
1: So fast forward several years into early 2000, I did it again. And this time I was, like, totally committed. And the catalyst was, um, one, I had gotten injured at work. Mm -hmm. And two, um, the relationship with my son's father was, like, I, I was over it. Mm-hmm. so um, that was my catalyst then and I was good I was good for a, a long time you know mm-hmm. doing the right thing serving leading the whole nine mm-hmm. and then life happened Um, I recall allowing my son's father to convince me that things were going to be different mm-hmm. and that began to slip because at that point I had been um estimate it for maybe about five years or so mm-hmm. um,
0: wow,
1: and you know that was the fall, and then I mm-hmm. felt stupid, so you know the the enemy will tell you that you're stupid, he'll tell you that you're a failure, like all of those things because you had a mistake or you had a fall um and i i i I stayed there for a little while, um mm-hmm. but then it became a situation where how do I say this delicately? um, there was a situation at the the church in particular, and I felt like my works were more important than my soul,
0: mm. and
1: I said something it was half heartedly addressed, mhm. But it felt it was just an ongoing thing. So um once that by then, you know, all that time I had still been out from my injury at work, and by then I was going back to work. So it it would have um it relieved me of the duties that I had at the church. And that was the Mm. end of me going to church. Fast forward again to two thousand when did that first challenge come up? Two thousand seventeen?
0: I believe so cuz I I've probably done it about 3 years myself but I'm not sure how long it was going on even before then. I want to say it was
1: 2017. Um, so yeah. the
0: the <laughs>
1: pray for my spouse challenge. It was a whole setup. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, 2015 I got hurt, I wanted moving um a year later to to Georgia where I am now. Um mm. it was another work injury. So um I played around for like a year and a half or so, 2017 I did the challenge with the Millers um, mm-hmm. and they began talking about this All Nations Worship Assembly Church and I'm like I don't know these people, I ain't never heard of this church I ain't never heard of this yeah. apostle like nothing yeah fast forward again to 18 um, mm-hmm. I finally went to the church and I listened first And Mm -hmm. when I tell you the questions I had of old pastors, old leaders, family members that were, you know, church all their lives, Mm Bible-toting, quoting, the whole not. Yeah. This man, Bryant Friend, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on that first, I guess it was on Facebook, that I watched for Mm -hmm. a Wednesday evening service. Answered every question I had. Oh, wow. I sat there in the front of my computer and I just cried. I cried like a baby because for the first time, I had every question I ever had answered. Wow, in a matter of minutes. In a matter of minutes. And it was so freeing that it was like, I don't know where this man is in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. I gotta find him because yeah. <laughs> he's he's talking straight to me. It was mm-hmm. like it didn't matter if it was a whole church of people. He was talking to Tanisha, mm-hmm. so I went December of eighteen. I want to say December of eighteen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he wasn't there. His wife was preaching. Oh, oh
0: but let me tell. You. I love her. Oh. My <laughs> God. She's so powerful. <laughs> she no. don't play.
1: She, and I'll never forget her, his message was about gifts and he did a demonstration about it and it was just like phenomenal. Her message mm-hmm. was about Lodabar. Oh my God. When she opened her mouth and start talking about how she had had abortions and how she had had mm-hmm. miscarriages and how she had a child out of wedlock and how she had been abused. Like I had never ever in my life heard a pastor Preacher or minister, anybody of any clerical, clerical status, speak mm-hmm. so candidly and transparently. Yeah. Oh, that was so freeing for me because I felt yeah. like I I was home. Like somebody can finally relate to me from a biblical standpoint, and they're not mm-hmm. lying and they're not hiding anything. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, and that was my commitment right then. To, to do the absolute right thing and that very day mm-hmm. I went up for prayer and I told God this is it I don't care how far this church is from me which at that point the church was two hours from me mm-hmm. I'm coming here because here's where you're giving me what I need I finally right. found what I've been searching for and that day I recommitted and not only did mm. I recommit but that's the day I was baptized in the holy spirit with evidence of tongues i had never spoken in tongues in my life wow praise god so that that, wow those two people those were literally i say the the pray for your spouse challenge was my catalyst because going Mm -hmm. through the one university and digging up all of those things that it does Mm -hmm. it sent me to the friends and the friends listening and being under their poor has got me where I am right now,
0: amen, wow, that's very powerful that's why I think that it's so important for us to really be in tune and to hear the voice of God, because what you do can not only affect you but the people in your future, yes, the people in your present, man, that's so powerful. by the way, she's speaking of. The One University by Pastor Jamal and Natasha Miller. They're based in Chicago. If you're on Facebook, you can just look it up. It's a great program, yeah. The One University. Um, and they do a Pray for My Spouse challenge every year. I've been a part of it for the past three years. Um and it was very freeing for me. So just look at them. Um, they can be found on Facebook, or on Instagram. Very great couple. The um, She's referring to All Nations Worship Assembly in Atlanta. Great worship church. If you're looking for someone to worship when, you know, when we can go back to the church. Yeah. Um, great pastors. I absolutely love them. I've been there a couple of times myself and have always experienced the presence of God like never before in that place. Um, it's a really great church Um. really really great church wow man that's so powerful so um, ladies we're going to take a break and be right back alright alright we're back so um Tanisha so um I have a question for you so you are a life coach yeah you are a business coach I mean I was like I didn't I didn't even know all of this stuff and I'm kind of ashamed to say that to a certain (laughs) extent like I didn't even know all of this I knew it was a life coach but not this detail for someone or for a single mother that's interested and take us through your journey of how you became a life coach. And for a single mom that's interested in taking that route, how did you get into that? What brought you to that?
1: So literally all my life or all my adult life, people would ask me my opinion. Um, how do they handle things? And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about people that I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, like telling me their whole life story. And I'm, I would be looking at people like, what. Well, why are you telling oh, me wow. all this? Like you don't know me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: how do you trust me even more? Wow. With these intimate details of your life.
0: So yeah I
1: met this woman. Um, I lead a small group at church, and she came to my um she joined the the tribe. That's you know, that's what we mm-hmm. refer to it as. And mm-hmm she was a life coach. I'm like, what is a life coach? Like, why are these things popping up all of a sudden like everywhere?
0: So, (laughs) long story
1: short, we had a conversation and she was like, you're a life coach. I was like, Oh, wow. She was like, yes, you are. (laughs) If you're telling me that people come to you for advice, you just didn't have a a title for it, but that's what you've been doing. Oh, wow. What do you think you're doing as a leader of this group? Like, People are coming to you, asking you questions, telling you their secrets. Yeah. You you're a life coach. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh okay. So that's what that is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: I said, at this point, I didn't know my purpose. um, And, I, you know, I, I guess I kind of prayed. But, again, something, one of those modules in the one university – or one of the seminar webinars or something we had, um, I forget the lady's name, but she was like, have you ever taken the time to include God in your plans and ask him who you are or who he created you to be? And I was like, yeah, I don't think I ever did that. So literally that night I prayed. I said, okay, God, I'm going to try this out and see how this works. And this is exactly how Mm -hmm. I said it. I was like, so what I want you to do is, I'm I'm asking you right now, what did you create me for? What problem in this earth did you create, Tanisha B. Lester, for to solve? Mm. And I said, okay. So, given the fact that I feel like I don't know when you're speaking to me, I need an audible voice, mm. yeah! girl. <laughs> I do <knew that. laughs> Everybody in the house was asleep. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> TV was on. Mm-hmm. And I heard, You're a counselor. Oh, wow. In a male's voice. Wow. I sleep with a mask on. So I flipped that mask up and I'm looking around because it's yeah. like, Who is in my room? And then I, I realized I had asked that question and he granted my request. Mm. and not only that but then it was like okay well I ain't got a no degree to be a counselor like you gotta have a whole degree and
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it was confirmed um, by some prophetic words and mm-hmm. for me the easier way I did go back to school um, I still have yet to finish but for mm-hmm. me everything was lying up into life coach I went to one program um, and kind of felt like I didn't have, it didn't go deep enough for me. Let me put it that way. It may mm-hmm. have been mm-hmm. deep enough for others, but it wasn't deep enough for me. I felt like I still had questions. There were a whole lot of things I felt like I didn't know about being a life coach. And that came about because it, it just kept popping up in my email. And I'm like, I am not a life coach. Like, what is this? And Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take the bait. I'll open it. I opened it and it literally asked like a series of 10 questions. And at the end, she said, if you, if you answered yes to any or all of these questions, you're a life coach. Hmm. I had answered yes to every question.
0: Oh, wow.
1: I was like, okay, so you tried to tell me something. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how I got started. Um, I didn't do anything with it. That that was last year. I didn't do anything with it. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I felt like I didn't have enough knowledge. So, the woman that I'm yeah. talking about, her name is Darlene Higgs Hollis. And she has a life and business coaching academy. Uh, oh, wow. So, I retook her program, which was... We started in January. Um our mm-hmm. last class was last week. I just finished my final yesterday.
0: Yes, congratulations! Thank you. So,
1: um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm equipped now because it, it gave me so much more than the the initial program that I took. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I'm equipped.
0: So. Thanks. Praise God. Can you say her name again and how people can find her on Facebook if they're interested in her program? She's Darlene Higgs Hollis. Um, you can
1: find her at Rebranding My Life uh, Coaching Academy.
0: Rebranding My Life Coaching Academy, and I'll also put it in the. Um, I'll send
1: you the the information, um, the link.
0: Okay. Um, thank you.
1: It's She has two different programs, um. but let me say this. If you are already a coach, I can promise you most of the things that you know, you don't know enough. And mm. I say that because most of the programs out here are giving you surface level. They're not digging mm. really deep and giving you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I paid double oh, the wow. money, but it was worth every penny. Yeah. And in the in the first class, I already knew more than I had for a whole six eight week course. Wow. So that that says a whole lot. Um.
0: Yeah, it does. Also,
1: I would say, of course, you know, it's something that you have to keep up with, and you know, you have to keep up with the the trends and, um. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. how to do it because a lot of people out here that are saying they're coaches they aren't certified it's it's the difference between certified Mm -hmm. and having taken some courses and just saying you're a coach Mm -hmm. it's a big wow Wow. so yeah so i was always doing it didn't realize i was doing it and you know i still do it because people will call me they'll text me Whatever, whether it's <laughs> a business idea I'm able to say hey yeah you could do this or whether it's I was on a call the other day about a book and I mm. was talking with a, a, a male I'm, I generally work with women but it was a male and his ideas he had like several books he was combining it all into one oh, but wow. he didn't see it as several books so I was able to, to show him how he, you know, he had several things and how he could utilize that one thing to create several other products. So that's something else I do. Um, For some reason that that's just how God has gifted me to be able to say, nah, 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 you that's more than one right there. This, this is how you can use that Um, and repurpose from one thing to, to be a catalyst for many things. So, yeah, it's it's been a, a good ride. Um, I feel like I finally found my spot. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. finally um, working in my purpose because I've found, most importantly, I'm not alone and haven't felt stuck in my identity or mm-hmm. purpose um, because of my childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of us out here. We just don't have mm-hmm. or didn't have Someone to speak to that portion of us because you know there's still stigma attached to it, and people don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it and in our community it's what went on in our house stayed in our house, which is stays on our house you know that's yeah. how those cycles of sin and generational sin continues to be perpetuated mm-hmm. so um yeah i'm yeah. I'm glad to to be used by God for what I needed at the time and didn't have
0: wow wow that's so good um ladies the link she's referring to to become a life coach i'll also um, make that available for you all for those who may be interested so you don't have to do too much searching and digging um and also the information for the millers and their programs as well um but um this question which i think is really really important um How important is seeking counseling and just having a healthy mental health? Because as I mentioned before, in the beginning, it really breaks my heart to turn on the news or to read stories about how mothers killed their children. It breaks my heart because the first thing I'll go to is that I don't say, well, oh, she deserves it. I'll be like, Jesus, who was helping her? did she have a support system like I'm praying for the mother yes it was wrong again this is not me condoning anyone committing any sin or um um murder of anything but my heart goes out to her because I know how hard it is being a single mother and I'm just trying to wrap it all up like what happened what was her support? Where was where the fathers are, you know, these different things like that. And people don't see it from that point of view. And just me even um, because me before I became a single mother, I used to be that person that would heavily criticize single uh-huh. mothers. And when I say when I became a single mother, the Lord humbly humbled me quickly. Right. Quick. Lee, and I repented for everything negative I've ever said about being a single mother because it's hard out here so what's the importance of seeking counseling and just even going through different programs for the healthy mental right. health so May is actually mental health awareness month
1: Um. oh wow and for me I I wish I wish it wasn't so stigmatized when my child was coming up Mm-hmm. Um because my first time going to a counselor he was probably a teenager and I I needed it because that's when my memories began to come rushing back and I couldn't cope. Um I didn't know that I was in a depressive state. Um but I knew I didn't want to take medication. I just needed to talk it out, figure out how I could get past it and move on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah mental health is so i can't say so long enough important yeah because again it goes back to our culture um i can't speak i'm sure it it, you know it probably occurs in other cultures but you know i'm versed on ours so
0: yeah
1: you didn't go to a counselor you had to be staunch crazy, or you was in a mental institution, or something of that sort. Like yeah. you didn't go to get the help you needed. That's just not what we did. Um, but we all have yes. some mm-hmm. sort of issue. We all have some sort of problem that you need to talk out. It's is not good holding all that stuff in because it it, it just spills over everywhere. And there's so many mm-hmm. dysfunctional areas in our families. Like, your dysfunction in your family may not be mine, but there's still dysfunction. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Without someone somewhere in that line saying, hey, this got to stop. <laughs> um, I, I gotta figure out a better way. Then things will begin to change. Um, And then especially men. Like, men, yeah, this just you know that's there's not something they want to do period but right yeah it's vital and i say it's vital now because i didn't know it was vital then um having someone to talk it out with having someone to give you a different perspective because if you just think about those those sin cycles everybody in that generational line basically has the same mindset so even if you're trying to talk it Mm -hmm. out with a a sister or a family member, like you're getting the same perspective. You're not getting a healthy Mm -hmm. perspective. And I think it's even more important as a believer to have a Christian coach, someone that has the same Mm -hmm. sort of beliefs and ideals that you have, because then you're getting the exact perspective from heaven that you need. And so for me, that was vital. Um, because I needed to know what God was saying when I felt like I couldn't hear what he was saying I needed to know how God felt about me when I felt like you know, I was worthless I needed to know God's Mm. perspective of it when I couldn't see how any of this was going to work out for my good yet he says all things work out for your good and I couldn't see any of those things but now that I've gone through counseling, I've gone through healing ministries to see where the roots of my anger came from the roots of my mistrust came from why I felt unworthy why I felt worthless why my self-esteem was low why I didn't have confidence why I was fearful why I felt shame on various levels like all of those things always have a root and for me the root rejection abandonment like all of those things came from being molested as a child so from a biblical Mm -hmm. perspective when we're born we have two destinies we have hell's destiny and we have heaven's destiny hell's destiny comes to just simply kill still and destroy heaven's destiny Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what I came to realize was because the enemy knew what my destiny was and the greatness and genius and creativity and all of that not in a braggadocious sense but learning who i am he came to attack all of that so he had to attack me early and Hmm. if you look at those that have had the heaviest attacks on their life if they've gotten past any of that like their destinies are so great (laughs) it's crazy yeah but you go back down to the root and you're able to see like yeah satan had it out from you from the get-go Mm -hmm. but we don't know that because we aren't necessarily taught that in some of our churches and now having a different perspective from my church leaders and a healthy perspective and my pastor is all about take your butt to counseling it takes a minute yeah so all of that was important for me to find the root of all of these things and I could not have done that without healing ministries I could not have done that without counseling because counselors literally Mm -hmm. dig into your past so that you can move forward versus a life coach a life coach is someone that deals with your present and your future Mm. so if you don't know your past it's hard for you to move to your future now can they work tandemly Mm -hmm. absolutely you can have a counselor and a life coach because you need to dig to your past so that you can know where you're going in your future so Mm -hmm. it it is 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 very important it is very 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 important it doesn't mean that you're crazy it doesn't mean that you're you're you know you're selfish the most selfless thing that you can do is to seek counseling as a single mother because then Mm -hmm. you parent better yeah
0: right yep wow that's so good not only do you parent better you become a better friend When you get in um, your relationship with your future spouse, you become a better spouse. I mean, you become, it's better, it works out for your good in every area and in all of your relationships. So, but definitely most important, definitely focus on, it makes you a better parent. Um, Wow, this was just so good. I'm just, I'm so filled right now. Um, Praise God. Um, Wow. It's it's a lot. Um, (laughs) it's
1: a lot but when you think about it it's yeah. like you you don't see how things connect and for me I didn't see how anything connected until I start healing when I start healing I can see the pieces mm-hmm. I can see everything fitting mm-hmm. together and the, the there's a difference between happiness and joy mm-hmm. happiness is fleeting mm-hmm. and it can come from you know anything joy Mm. It's something that comes from God, and it's it's That's lasting. So it it doesn't come and go like that. Um, so and good. when you begin to heal, and you can see yourself from a healthy perspective, when you can see yourself from a God perspective, mm-hmm. ain't, it's nothing like it. Things don't bother you as much at all. So you're good. you're more yeah. apt to let things roll off your back. Or take a step back and say, "Okay, God, like, what's what do I need to do with this?" You respond better mm-hmm. when you respond better. Yeah. Then, then you know that you're on mm-hmm. a path to healing. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's so good. That is so so good. Wow, I'm just wow. God is good. This was a really great episode, and I just think that. Something that she said was just really powerful of digging up your past. I know, yes, that that is a very painful process. Uh, I know, uh, but it has to be done so that even for me, I will always ask myself like, man, Lord, like why do I struggle with, for example, one of my biggest struggles was was lust and fornication. uh And I was like, Lord, why do I struggle with this? so hard why have I been struggling with this for so long it just seems like people can pray over me I've got prayed over I've done the necessary works and then fall back like Lord why do I deal with this and the Holy Spirit revealed to me it doesn't that's exactly what I was going to say it rooted generations before (laughs) you stop beating yourself up about something that generations before you unfortunately did not know or did not know how to deal with that thing and now it's your turn. Now it's your time for you to deal with the roots so that future generations don't because deal with it. Because you're
1: the curse breaker.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so it's something as simple as having a talk with the Holy Spirit, like Holy Spirit revealed mm-hmm. to me what this is. Or even when you're speaking with your life coach, or speaking with your Christian counselor, what do you think it is? Because I just can't seem to find the root, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is literally your best friend. Make him your mm-hmm. best friend. He will literally download things to you. He's downloaded things to me that I've experienced and has even told me about what was going on in my family generation yes. ago. And so it kind of gives you a perspective of okay, well, this is why I do this. This is why I react to this. And I'm telling you, it will present so much healing. So like Tanisha said, you can become a better parent. So that your children aren't suffering because you're parenting from a place of something that you even don't even have an idea about. Or even you might see some stuff in your children and you're like, Oh my God, why is my child yes. looking like this? Why are they saying these things? I mean, it's it's not you. Stuff has rooted from way before you were even yeah. born. Yes, you were thought of, but way before you were even born. So wow, man, this episode was just so good. Um, you uh-huh. guys. Um Tanisha is also an author, um, as well of Arrested Development. I will also put that book um, link for it to purchase also inside of the um, informational box when I do post it. Um, wow, wow, wow. This was just so this good. Really good like, I, <laughs> It really is. And I think that the importance of we need to have more conversations like this. And I'm so happy that it's coming up more, especially in the Black yes. community. Because that stigma of what stays in this, what goes on in this house stays in this house, has detrimented, and even personally, some uh, a little bit for me as well, um, has been detrimental to my, my yeah. childhood. Or even just to my growth so i think that i'm seeing it come about a little bit more but she also said a christian counselor now you can go to somebody who got buddha over here and the cross and stuff all over here now if that's your preference, hey you know what i'm saying but the importance this is a christian podcast um, we're standing on the word of god and we believe in christian help there are christian counselors yes. out there there are Christian there are Christian life coaches out here. You have to search and do your dig and don't just Google somebody and don't do your research on that person. Do your research, go to them. Wow, man, this is so good. Tanisha, please tell the ladies, how can they get in contact with you? And again, all of the information will be put in the um, information box as well when I post it. But how can they reach out to you for your life coaching services? Or are you offering those services because they ain't free? <laughs> no, they're not free. Nah, they're not free. So how how can people reach so you out? to You can find me
1: on Instagram at at Tanisha B Lester One. That's T-E-N I-S-H-I-A-B-L-E-S-T-E-R-1. It's the same for my business Facebook, um, Tanisha B Lester One. And on my website, you'll find the book, you'll find a t-shirt line that I have, and the ability to um book a discovery session. To see if I'm a fit for you, if you're a fit for me, and if I and can in right. fact help you um, to move forward mm-hmm. and walk beside you, and that is TanishaBLester.com. dot com.
0: Oh wow! Thank you so much, man. I'm just going to well, actually, do you mind? Do can, do you mind closing us out in a word of um, prayer? Sure um man this was just really so good i think i'm gonna do another episode on mental health i mean this was just it's so much information like (laughs) it's it's so much i don't really feel like and this episode is almost an hour long but i really feel like maybe like a facebook live or something i'm really feeling led to do something more and bigger um but i'll seek the holy spirit about that um also you guys my name is clarion brown i am your host you can reach out to me um if you want to sow a seed you have any topics that you want to um hear about or be discussed or even if you want to be a guest you can reach me at dear single mom podcast that is on facebook and on instagram please feel free to reach out to me don't be a stranger i'm not i'm not mean i promise you i'm not i'm very friendly um um and also i will post the link to the tou program for the millers um as well and also the life coaching link if you wish to dig a little bit deeper and go through a life coaching course to become a certified that's right certified <laughs> now that's <Life> that's right. <laughs> certified and nobody playing with y'all i had now um and also the link to living waters which is a program that um myself and tanisha also went through to just begin our healing process um and really dig deep. I mean, like this program yes. digs deep. It digs through mom and dad wounds, sexuality. I mean, it digs deep where you have no choice but to bring those things up. And it's it's so needful. It's really good that and this is a church, it's a Christian church that does it. So you're getting a faith based, like Tanisha said, a faith based aspect yes. on healing. Um so all of those links will be posted um wow. Yeah wow so so good yes can you please close us out in a word of prayer I'm just so
1: amazing. father we thank god. you lord we thank you for this conversation god we thank you for taking us both clarion and myself to this point in our journeys um and in our scrolls that you have predestined for it to be so that we would have this conversation that we would be able to reach those that you have already spoke into their lives and our lives that would connect to this particular podcast father i thank you for those that you're sending to clarion i thank you in advance for those that you have already predestined my voice to speak into father i ask that you bless this podcast i ask that you bless clarion's effort to get the word of you out in whatever manner that you have given her to do so father now i ask that you bless each female mother single mother married mother whomever you have called to hear this podcast and whatever other episodes that she may have. God, I ask that you bless them. I ask that you meet their needs. I ask that you be provider. I ask that you be Jehovah Gabor and fight for them on their behalf, Scott, in whatever manner that you see fit. Father, I thank you for their purposes. I thank you for their calling. I thank you for blessing them as mothers, God. Father, I ask that you begin to give them the wisdom and strategies to not only to parent well, but to parent As as a Christian from a a place of healing, God, Father, I ask that you begin to open up their hearts, their minds, and their ears to areas that may need to be healed within them. I ask that you begin to give them downloads and insight as to the generational curses and sins, God, that have nothing to do with them, but yet they are still plagued by those very things. Right now, Father, I call them blessed I call them curse breakers, God. Yes, God, and we will stand on the yes. word of God that she we have been given the power and the authority to tread over serpents and scorpions, God, that whatever obstacles have been put in our way as single mothers, that we will trample over them at and be prosperous god father i bind and rebuke the hand of the enemy that would try to hinder them from doing anything that you have called them to do and father i lose now prosperity i lose health god i lose healing god i lose healthy mindsets and perspectives god father we ask that you lose the joy of you god most importantly in them father and so god we thank you lord and we remind you that your word says whatever is bound in heaven will be bound on earth and whatever is loosed in heaven shall be loosed on earth so father we give you glory for all of these things god we bless amen. you right now in the name of jesus god father we bless you god thank you jesus in god's name we pray
0: amen amen see yeah see now i, I knew i was not gonna pray like <laughs> that praise god the holy spirit she needs to pray okay praise god well thank you ladies so much for joining um if you like this um podcast share it out with your other friends single mothers hey we just trying to get jesus out (laughs) that's it (laughs) that's it we're just trying to (laughs) yes that's it so share with your friends have a little listening party thank you so much again Tanisha, for joining us thank you so much this was just so so needful god God bless bless you you, and may he continue to increase you thank thank you so